welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What's up, you guys? It's Annie, and we're back with another episode. And today's episode has actually been highly requested. I was kind of uncertain if I was going to do it, but I have been asked so many times that I just figured, why not? Let's put it out there. Let's do it. Let's talk health. Let's talk nutrition habits. Let's talk fitness habits. And I want to share my journey a little bit with you guys. I know that a lot of times health and fitness can be overwhelming, and the health and fitness industry can put out so much content so many different things that, you know, honestly, at the beginning of my journey, I was so caught up in like, what's the best thing to do? What should I eat? What should I not eat? What plan should I do? Oh my God, should I cut that out? Should I add this? Should I do this? Should I do this workout? You know, like all these questions that you have, because it seems like every which way, right, left and center, you're being told a different thing, right? So I just wanted to share my journey with you guys. I'm not saying my journey is the only way by any means. I just wanted to share my journey with you guys because a lot of you guys, maybe you're newer here. Maybe you only know me from the podcast. Maybe you don't even know me on Instagram, which by the way, I'm at it's Annie Graft on Instagram. Maybe you don't know that really all of this started because I decided to start tracking and, and sharing my health and fitness journey. So I figured I would kind of share that with you guys. And maybe some of the lessons I've learned along the way can help you in your journey. And of course, that is the point of this podcast, sharing my experience with y'all in hopes that somehow it can resonate, somehow it can inspire, motivate, or just help you with whatever you you're going through right now. So I, per usual, I'm going to start with review of the week, which by the way, guys, I'm working on getting t-shirts made. I'm so excited. It's going to be a cute little, like a tie-dye with spring colors and it's going to have a little let's get uncomfy embroidered on the like breast pocket area. And it's going to be super simple and super comfy and it's going to be unisex. So guys and girls can wear it, whatever. But I'm really excited about that. And I'm going to start giving those away for the review of the week. So I'm starting off with the review. This is from Pinzy is the username. My favorite part of the day. Five stars. This podcast is my favorite thing to listen to in the car on my run while cleaning, etc. I love how she touches on so many topics. She preaches progress over perfection. She makes it clear that she goes through some of the same things that we all go through, which is a part of why I love watching Annie through her journey. Thanks for keeping it very real, Annie. There is never a bad podcast with her. Ah, 
I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, I'm sharing my journey with you because I am going through the same things as you. I am human, just like you. I am in it. I have emotions. I go through bad days and good days and embarrassment and failures and rejection and and also the good things like success and happiness and fulfillment and joy and love and all the things, right? Like I'm going through it with you. So again, I just hope that me sharing my journey can help you on your journey. So let's dive in my health and fitness journey. Wow. Okay. I kind of had to write a little bit of an outline because I was like, oh my God, where does this even start? So I wanted to start and just let you guys know, first and foremost, I grew up as a gymnast. So as an athlete and in a sport that's very, like, very, very, you know, you're, you're showing your whole body. You're wearing a tight-ass leotard 24-7, and so your body's out there, and you're very conscious of it. So as a, like, I remember the first time I really started, you know, feeling self-conscious was probably, like, 10 years old, and I was told from my coach at, like, 10 years old that I was fat, and I was a little chunky, and I remember him using words like that. I mean, he started calling me goober because that is a a chocolate covered raisin. And he used to tell me that I have like a layer of chocolate over me, which guys, oh my God, it's so fucked up because I was a tiny, tiny, tiny girl. Like (laughs) I have always been small. I am five, three now. I mean, I'm like, you know, I got legs, I got a butt, (laughs) you know, I'm strong, but you know, I'm at the end of the day, I am tiny. A lot of times people will meet me and they're like, oh my God, you're so much smaller than I thought. Anyway, that was me at 10. And so from a very young age, I had an unhealthy relationship with not only my body, but with the food that I was then putting in my body. Because I realized shortly after hearing all these things and feeling a certain way, I would see, honestly, I would see my mom on diets. I would see my mom trying to track her food. And I thought that's what I had to do. So I actually, from a very, very early age, I had a very unhealthy, like I just said, unhealthy relationship with food and with my body image. I tracked, you know, honestly, I I recently found this little notebook that I used probably from the age of like 12 to 18, where I tracked like everything that I ate, I tracked weights, I tracked, you know, this and that. And oh my God, I ate pizza today. I'm, you know, the next day I'm up two pounds. Oh my God. You know? Okay. So from a very early age, that was me. And the reason why I share that is because, of course, I just want you guys to know that, like, that's where I was, okay? And you might not be able to relate to that, and that's okay, but I also think there are a lot of athletes that can probably relate to that, okay? And the reason why I put this in my story is because now where I'm at, I can speak on that with confidence knowing that that's not where I'm at now, with confidence knowing that I have grown past that. And of course, you guys are probably like, well, of course, 12 to 18, you're like 25 now. I would hope you have grown out of that. But truthfully, a lot of 25, 30, 35, 40 year old women are still dealing with the toxicity of the health and fitness industry. And it's hard to get a handle on it. It's hard to find the balance. It's hard to find a good mindset. It's hard to, you know, do all those things. So I just share the beginning of my story because I want you guys to know that I was there. And for years and years and years, and we're going to dive into it of my life, it wasn't the healthiest thing. I wasn't the healthiest, right? I had an obsessive view of what health was. And so going into college, I continued to do gymnastics in college. I continued to have a a bad body image. I always considered myself fat. I always considered myself a little bit, you know, thicker than I should be. And I, I truthfully, it's so sad that affected 
a lot of how I carried myself. And this is the crazy thing that I started to realize when I was really kind of like sorting through my health and fitness journey is like the way I felt about my body affected the way I showed up in real life. It affected the way I showed up in relationships. It affected the way I showed up in school. It affected the way I showed up making friends. Because when I wasn't confident in in who I was and what my body looked like, I wasn't able to fully be me and embrace me because I had insecurities. And I mean, we all have insecurities for sure, but like it does have an effect on how you show up in your life, right? It makes you just a little bit more reserved and a little bit more cautious and a little bit more like, oh, I want to hide this part of myself, right? And so that's how I was for years and years and years. I went to college, obviously I continued to do gymnastics. And like I said, I went through phases where I tracked everything that I ate. Actually, I went vegetarian and like on off vegan my freshman year and I stopped eating meat. And I look back and I'm like, what the heck did I eat? And I, I truthfully, the only goal I had in mind was to be a smaller version of myself. And it makes me so sad to say that, but I'm just going to be really honest. I think that I always thought, you know, oh, I just want to be the healthiest virgin. Like we tell ourselves that sometimes, like I just want to be healthy. But deep down, I know that I just wanted to weigh like 15 pounds less, right? And I just wanted to have the tiny girl arms and I just wanted to have the legs that didn't touch, right? And I I crave that. And the crazy thing is because those were the images I was seeing when I looked up health and fitness. When I looked up, you know, how to be fit. When I looked up, you know, what diet to follow. All of the pictures associated with what I thought health was were women who had stick thin arms, who had no body fat on their abs and their legs didn't touch. And I thought that was health. And in reality, it's not, it is not. And I know that now confidently, but back then I thought it was, and that's all I was striving for. So I cut out meat. Um, Even to this day, I do not know what I ate. Like I literally don't know. (laughs) And I went from, and I'm not saying, I'm of course not endorsing this. I'm not saying this is, you know, what you should do. But my experience, like I went from weighing my heaviest senior year of high school, freshman year of college to then weighing one of my lowest, you know, right after this. And And it wasn't because of health, uh, truthfully. It was because I had a really distorted view of, of what I wanted to be and how I needed to get there. And so anyway, fast forward a little bit. My junior year, I actually decided to retire from the gymnastics world. I had had eight knee surgeries. I went to individual NCAA regionals. I you know, I kind of at the at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, gymnastics, I'm ready to lay this down. And I was, I was ready for the next chapter of my life. So that was like halfway through my junior year. So I had a year and a half left of college and I had no sports. I had no teammates. I had nobody like telling me to get into the gym. And so I realized in that moment, I had to find fitness for myself and I had to find, you know, a healthy way to do it. Granted, like I told you, all of the images, all of the things that I was seeing online, they weren't the healthiest. You know, I think right now we're in a place in society and in the health and wellness industry that 
we do see things that's like, you know, hey, it's okay to have curves as, as a woman. It's okay to have body fat, right? Like we are meant to bear children. Like as a female, I need to have a little bit of fat on my body. It's just, it is. It's how I was built, right? And it's okay to have hip dips and it's okay to have cellulite. Like we're seeing so much of that on social media and I love it. I love that as women, we're starting to embrace our real bodies and be proud of it while, you know, working to be our healthiest version of ourselves internally because health is so much more than just the reflection in the mirror that you're looking at. However, this was back in like what, 20, it would have been like 2016. And I decided to start a program and I went all in, like I was obsessive about it. And so actually this is like, this is literally when I created my Instagram and I created it as an account to track my progress with this program. I mean, I'm not going to say the program because I, I don't want anybody to have like negative feelings about it. If you followed me since the OG days, you know what program I'm talking about. If you haven't, it's okay. It's kind of irrelevant, whatever. But I started doing this program every single day. And I would even sometimes do like double workouts each day. And also on top of that, I added in cardio. And this was a thing for me. It was like, you know, as a gymnast, I'd always told myself the story that gymnasts couldn't run, right? It's like, I suck at running. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start running. And I start running, I started running not because I loved it, but because I really, I truly thought that that was the only way to lose body fat. Like I was like, I guess this is just what it is. I have to do an hour of cardio every day. And I got to a really, really unhealthy place. So at this time in my life, I was not eating meat. I was vegetarian, vegan. I was going to meals. I was with friends and I was using that as an excuse not to eat. I had a very toxic view of food and nutrition. And I I counted my calories obsessively. And if I ate something, I would feel so shameful and so guilty about it because I knew didn't end up being true that what I thought. But at the time I thought that, you know, oh, it would make me gain, you know, five pounds overnight. I would feel bloated. I would look bad. I would blow up like a balloon. And I just, I was so I remember feeling like so, so, so terrified of the number on the scale going up, like terrified. Like, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but like, that's where I was. Like I would go to events or things and I would say like, oh, sorry, I already ate, right? Knowing full well that my stomach was grumbling and I was so hungry, but I refused to let myself eat because I was so scared. And so this, again, this was at a very, very low point of my health journey. This is at a point where like I didn't know what else to do. And I, again, just wanted to be the smallest version of myself. So, you know, this is one of the times where I was at one of my lowest weights. And again, I'm not going to say the weights because weights are kind of irrelevant, but I, I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, Whew. And I was doing it in a really unhealthy, unsustainable way is that is actually the biggest thing. Right. And so that part of my journey is important to put in here. Also, so that was like my junior year, right? I joined a CrossFit team. I was doing competitive CrossFit with my college at the time. Um, I was doing the, these workout plans. I was running. I was trying to do all the things, right? So I was tiny. I was not eating as much as I should. And guess what? I hit burnout. Yup. I was at a place where I realized like, I can't keep doing this. Like this cannot be my life. And I hit a point that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. If I gain weight, I gain weight. And I went the complete 
opposite direction. And this is why I'm so passionate about sustainable health and, and habits and creating a lifestyle out of health and not just out of wanting to be the smallest version of yourself in that moment, right? But actually falling in love with treating your body right. And it's because I've gone through this, right? So I swung on to the opposite side of the pendulum and I went all out. So this is a part of my journey where I was binge eating. I wasn't eating out with friends, but then I'd go home and I'd eat an entire pizza and grab Froyo on the way home and literally eat probably like 2,500 calories in one sitting. And then I would feel so, so, so bad about it. And then I would start over with like the whole trying to not eat again, right? And so this was so unsustainable and it makes me so sad. And I don't know if anybody out there can relate. And it, it almost embarrasses me that I'm talking about this because I am, you know, I am an online fitness coach and I am a health and wellness consultant and a health and wellness professional, right? And so it makes me so sad that this is where my journey was at the time. But the reason, again, the reason that I'm sharing it is because I know somebody out there can relate. And if you're stuck in this pattern, it, there's a way to get out of it. And I would encourage you to, you know, reach out, reach out to me because I can share, you know, a little bit more about what I did to get out of that. But that is where I was at. I was binge eating. I was drinking. I was yeah, abusing alcohol. I was, you know, I was very unhealthy. I was missing workouts because I was at a point where I was like, I didn't love fitness. Like I didn't love fitness because I had used it so much as a punishment for years at that point that when I swung to the opposite side of the pendulum, I was like, fuck this. No, I know I'm not going to the gym. No, I'm not waking up to work out. Like, you know what? Screw it. I don't need that. Right. Like I was doing all those things and it wasn't making me happy. So why would I still do them? You know? And, and that's a crazy thought to think, right? Like if you think I'm going to be so happy once I lose those five pounds. I'm going to be so happy when I hit that goal weight. I'm going to be so happy when my abs pop. Newsflash, you probably won't. Happiness comes from within. Happiness comes from an internal, your heart. It comes from your fulfillment. It comes with what you're doing in your life. It doesn't come with a weight. It doesn't come with a number. It doesn't come with abs, right? Like those things are not going to bring you happiness. So don't tie your happiness to those things. Life is about so much more than that. Like I always see this thing. I, I've seen it multiple times and it's like, you know, I don't want to be on my deathbed and look back and realize that I missed out on so many events, so many experiences, so many fun, amazing things because I wanted to be five pounds less on the scale. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, that's how I live my life now. And of course, we're going to get to that. But okay, so here we are at this point where, you know, I'm a senior in college and I'm on the opposite side of the pendulum. I was again back at one of my heaviest weights, not feeling great. I was going out all the time. I was eating whatever. I was not working out. I And again, it was because I just resented all of it. I resented all of it because I had tied my happiness to the fact that I'll have abs and I'll be at this weight and I'll be happy. And then when I got there and I wasn't, I hit burnout and I was like, I can't do this. If I'm not going to be happy here, how am I going to be happy with my body ever? So might as well do whatever. And so that's where I was. Okay. Thank goodness for somebody falling into my life via Instagram and sharing a little bit about something she was using and products she was consuming that she was loving. And I started to use them as well. And I fell in love with them. I fell in love with the idea of, you know, sustainability and health as a lifestyle rather than a coping mechanism or a punishment. I fell in love with treating my body right and making it feel right and doing all the right things internally so that the right things could happen externally, right? Because everything's connected. 
it. So anyway, thank goodness for that. And I started to get my health back on the right track. I started to have a little bit of balance. I started to find that 80-20 thing. I actually didn't think balance existed, but I started to kind of be able to see it a little bit. Okay. Fast forward a little bit more now. Now, for the first time, I'm out of college. I'm not living out of a dorm room. And I got this idea that, you know, bodybuilding was what I needed to do. And bodybuilding was the way that I was going to, you know, again, I got into the mindset. And this is kind of just like a habit, a pattern in my life that I've gone from like, okay, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, to, oh my God, no, I need to have some intense goal. And so I started having this intense goal of competing and being on a stage and challenging myself, which of course, if you guys have listened to the bodybuilding episode I've done here, my friend Casey, she's an IFBB pro. I did love this journey, but it did impact the way I viewed my body. Again, it did impact the way I viewed food and health. And it definitely impacted the way that I viewed my body. It definitely impacted the way that I viewed food. And so I decided that I was going to start prepping for a bikini competition. Okay. So I just want you guys to know, like, again, context a little bit. I had gone from, you know, restricting calories obsessively, doing obsessive cardio, to binging, to back down to restricting and obsessive, to trying to be sustainable a little bit, to a little bit maybe of binging, a little bit more of restricting. And so I was all over the place. My metabolism at this point was all over the place. I think my body like didn't really know what I was going to do next, honestly, frankly. (laughs) My body was like, okay, dude, you know, she could feed us 100 calories today. Okay, that's obsessive. Um, No, probably, you know, she can feed us 800 calories a day or she can go all in and she'll eat 3,000 calories a day. We don't really know what she's going to do. So my metabolism was whack. My body functions were whack. And I tried to prep for this bikini competition. And I got a coach, somebody who truthfully wasn't very credible. And I tried to do this prep. My first experience with bodybuilding was very negative. I remember prepping with this coach for about like eight weeks and getting nowhere and feeling so, so, so down on myself. The way this coach was doing my plan was just a strict, like a bro diet, if you will, is kind of what they call in the bodybuilding world. It just means like they tell you exactly what to eat. So it would be like, okay, have half a cup of oats in the morning, have, you know, a gallon of water during the day, have one chicken breast, have a cup of broccoli have, you know, one tilapia, whatever. Okay. So it was very, like very specific. And truthfully, it was not, if you ask me, it was not at all individualized to me. This plan was something that this coach just copy pasted and sent out to all of her clients, which is so wrong, especially in the bodybuilding world. Um, she did not account for like my body, my metabolism, um, my past, my history, you know, anything like that. And so that is one of the reasons why this experience was so bad. So if you guys are somebody looking into bodybuilding or anything like that, definitely find a coach who's going to like take your body into consideration. Okay. So That was my first experience and it was terrible. And for eight weeks, I really thought like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like she kept reducing calories, reducing calories, reducing calories. And it just was not working. It just was not okay. My body was not having it. My body was not budging. Okay. And so I decided at that moment to make the decision and say, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. Like I am not a quitter, but like, I can't do this for the sake of my mental health, for the sake of like 
my body, I think I have to like, you know, kind of call it quits. So I quit working with this coach. I quit the plan. I quit prep. And instead I started looking into, and this is the time where I was seeing a lot on Instagram about flexible dieting. This is now a really cool chapter of my story where I got into flexible dieting. What is flexible dieting? It's like the whole, if it fits your macros, you know, sort of thing. If you've seen that, it's where I was seeing people eat cookies and, you know, they had abs. I was seeing people like eat pancakes for breakfast and they had like the best body. So I was like, how the heck? I had this coach, quote unquote, this coach that was telling me to eat chicken and broccoli and tilapia and oats and that's it. How do I look like this? My body's not budging, but these people are over here and they're eating cookies and pancakes and going out to dinner with their friends and eating a burger. And they're looking like that, like how? And so I really wanted to figure this out. I really wanted to figure out what this was and if it could work for me. So I remember contacting my first ever coach. Honestly, I would consider them my first coaches. It was a a partnership of two people. And I consider these people Uh, really, truly, like they saved me. It's such a low point in my health and fitness journey. They really saved me. And so the first thing I went to these, I went to this couple and I said, you know, Hey, I need help. I don't know what macros are. I don't, I've never done it before, but I really want to learn. I really want to know what this is about. I really want to like have flexibility in my life. And I am very interested. And so we did all the things, you know, they, I gave them all my measurements, did all like the first off, you know, let me know where you're at sort of thing, like all that introductory stuff. And the first thing they told me is you have to do a reverse diet. And I sat there and I remember being like, the fuck? A reverse diet? I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, so pretty much that means that we're going to increase your caloric intake. And essentially your body's going to get used to that. and It's going to increase your metabolism. And most people actually, you know, lose fat with this. A lot of people sometimes lose weight with it. Some people just maintain weight, but the idea is that you won't gain weight. It is to just restore your metabolism and get your body functioning correctly. Again, I remember hearing all that and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, increase my calories. Yeah, no, ma'am. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't believe it. I don't know if that's true. I don't think that would ever happen because I only knew from experience of increasing my calories in a way that was like binge eating, right? Like I had only known the whole restrictive, restrictive, obsessive, obsessive to fuck this. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then boom, yes, that is how I would gain weight because I didn't do it strategically. I didn't do it methodically. I did it in a way where I was just like, I'm going to eat whatever, whenever, how much of it I want. And then I'm going to stop eating only when I like literally feel sick, which I don't know if you guys can relate probably somebody out there can, but that is a little bit, you know, that's where I was. And I'm just being real with you guys. So anyway, long story short, I did my first ever reverse diet and I actually ended up losing weight. So I got up to eating, I think at the time I was eating like 2,700 calories and this took months, right? Like I think I did a reverse diet for like 16 weeks or something. So essentially I was increasing my caloric intake by like a hundred calories per week and letting my body adjust to it. And the idea of this is that when you do that, your metabolism slowly starts to repair. And this is a really good strategy for people who have been kind of where I was or people who have only been in restrictive diets and people have been like, you know, reducing calories for a prolonged period of time. Like your body needs to recover. Your metabolism needs to recover because your metabolism learns, right? So if you're only feeding it 1200 calories a day, it's going to learn, oh, hey, 
I'm not getting that much to function. So I'm going to actually shut down a lot of these processes. I'm going to shut down the burning of fat. I'm going to shut down the use of energy. It's trying to conserve energy within your body. And conserved energy is, is essentially fat, right? It's stored energy is fat, right? It's potential energy. That's what your body says. It's like, hey, this could be energy I could use later if I really need it. But right now we need to just like be on the bare minimum because she's not feeding us any calories. Okay. So that's how that works. And then boom, if you go to a binge and you consume like 3000 calories, all of a sudden after consuming 1200, your body's gonna be like, whoa, we just got this huge influx of calories. Let's store it all. Cause again, we don't know when she's going to go back down to 1200. So we're going to store it all. So that's essentially what my body was doing. And that's why we decided to do a reverse diet. Okay. So I did this reverse diet for like 16, 18 weeks, something like that. And I got up to eating 1200 calories. And if anybody out there knows macros, I was at like 350 grams of carbs like that. I think like 325 or something like that. I was eating food. I was enjoying food and I was looking better than ever. And I was pumped. Like I seriously, I had no faith in this like scientific approach beforehand, but once I did it, I was like, oh my God, wait, this is real. This is true. Our bodies are incredibly smart. And so I fell in love with the idea of like macros and tracking and like really knowing like what you're consuming. So now fast forward a little bit, I decided, hey, now that I have my metabolism under control, I want to get back into bodybuilding. I'm going to do it the right way this time. And so I found a coach who I thought was a credible coach. And, you know, it's so funny in my story. It's like, you know, you're going to try and fail so many different things. You're going to try and fail, fall on your face, mess up. I like to say nothing in life is really that permanent. So try things, you know, go for it. Like that was me in all of these things, like hiring coaches, trying different, you know, plans. That's what I was doing because I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try it because what is the worst that could happen? So anyway, hired this coach and started prepping. About eight weeks in, I actually ended up deciding to switch coaches, which was the best decision ever. And so I ended up switching coaches and I finished off my prep with a different quote unquote team. If you guys know anything about bodybuilding, it's kind of like, you know, teams a little bit. So I was with a different team, a different coach, all that sort of stuff. And I fell in love. I was so excited prepping for a show. I was really enjoying the process. I was enjoying seeing the changes in my body. I was enjoying seeing, you know, my hard work be shown in results. Like for the first time, I really felt like I was putting in work and I was seeing a change in my body, like a significant change. Now I'm just going to also say over, I think I did like literally, I did a long prep. It took a while for my body to really kick in and like start to see some results. But like I was prepping for probably 24 weeks straight. And granted, I did two shows in there in that time frame, And so that seems really, really long. And it did feel really long, especially towards the end. But I went from like probably about a hundred and like, I think the beginning weight was like 140 something, 142. And I got down to 103, which I'm just going to say is not, not a healthy weight. I want you guys to know, disclaimer, bodybuilding is an intense sport. It really, really is. And so that is not me endorsing that or saying that that's healthy in any way. This is a sport. It's an intense sport. You're getting on a stage. You're participating in like a very intense thing. So like while it wasn't healthy, I also knew that it wasn't like a lifestyle. It wasn't what I was going to be doing forever. And so I got on the stage twice. In my first show, I did very well. In the second show, I actually ended up winning overall, um, which means that I got first place out of all of the age groups, all of the categories, all the things. I got number one overall, which was 
wildly insane and um and so rewarding so 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 rewarding if you want to know a little bit more about my bodybuilding journey like i said i did an episode it's way back towards the beginning maybe like the first 10 episodes or something like that go check that out so i'm not really going to cover much more of it however i will say that after doing you know 24 weeks of counting every single gram of everything that went into my body everything that went into my mouth i was at a point where i was like this is not sustainable this is not something i can keep up with i cannot continue to go out to dinner with friends and bring my meal or only go out to places where they have the calories on the menu. Like I can't keep doing this. This is not a lifestyle for me. So again, I did another reverse diet after these shows again, because my metabolism was very low. When you do a show, that's just what happens. And so I did a good sustainable reverse diet and I got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I feel good here. And now I'm kind of going to just go off on my own. I just, I told my coaches, I said, Hey, you know, I might end up coming back to bodybuilding, but I also might not. And thank you guys. And I love you guys. And I'm going to go my own way. And at that point, I feel like I had had so much, cause this had been like two years of working and doing macros and counting and, you know, doing research and having experience with it that I was like, I know so much. I know how to calculate macros. I know how to, you know, figure out what I should be doing. I know how to figure out all this sort of stuff. So I was very confident in like, you know, I I can now I can do this on my own. And so I was also on a journey of trying to find this quote unquote balance that everybody talks about because I had only experienced the extremes in my whole journey. If you guys kind of noticed, there was like a one little part where I was kind of seeing a lifestyle in it, but then I quick, uh, quick pivoted and, and went to the opposite side of the spectrum. So I was on search for this balance and I'm going to fast forward now and I don't want to drag this episode out too long, but that was back. The last time I competed, that was at the end of 2019. Yeah, that was at the end of 2019. And I was, like I said, I was craving balance. I was craving a lifestyle that I could enjoy my friends. I could, you know, enjoy going out and not go overboard and not like binge and not, you know, feel controlled by food. I don't know if anybody can relate, but like for the large majority of my life, food has controlled every action that I take, which sounds so obsessive and crazy, but like every decision I made would be like, okay, what about food though? Like food, 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 food was always on my mind. And I wanted to be at a place where I didn't have to be on my mind. Like I wasn't thinking about it. And that's, thank goodness, that's where I'm at now. And so fast forward a little bit, guys, I'm now at a place where I do everything intuitively, which took some time, especially after intensely tracking and calculating. I am now at a place where I have not tracked or calculated or even weighed myself in so long, but I feel so good with where I'm at. So if you're somebody and you are tracking or counting points or counting macros or doing something and you're finding yourself like, you know, realizing or thinking, hey, this is not for me forever. I'm going to say like counting macros and tracking macros gave me such a good basis for like knowledge on what my body needs, what happens if I do certain things, if I include certain things, if I take out certain things, like I have so much knowledge on how my body works and what food portions look like and you know how much protein I should be getting and and what is probably too much fat content in my day or you know not enough carbs, right? So I am able to kind of visualize that and see that intuitively because of the experience that I have with macros and with counting and with weighing and and tracking and all that sort of stuff, right? So I am very grateful for that part of my journey, but I also realized that that was not going to be a forever thing for me. I'm not somebody that I want to feel, you know, controlled by numbers. I'm not somebody that I'm like, oh, I want to store all my 
carbs for tonight because I know that I'm going to go out to dinner with friends. So I'm only going to eat egg whites and chicken this morning. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Right. And so finally, guys, I'm in a place and this is taking so much time. Like, and, and the point of this whole story and this whole episode is this to show you that like, you know, your journey's going to ebb and flow. But if you have the intention of getting to a certain place, if you just keep going, you're going to get there. And that goes for everything, not just nutrition and health, but like that goes for your goals and your passions and your side hustle and your job and your career and your family and your relationships. Like if you just keep going and keep your eyes on the place where you're intending on heading, you're going to get there. Sure. You're going to have times where you're, you're on one end of the spectrum and then you're on the other. Right. And you're all intense and then you're nothing, right? Like you're going to have those times, but give yourself time and patience because you're going to learn so much along the way. And every chapter of this little journey that I just kind of went through with you guys, I learned something about myself, about nutrition, about health, about, you know, all the sorts of things. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for all of it because if I didn't have all those chapters, I really don't think I would be where I am at today. And where I'm at today, like I said, I'm, I'm doing everything intuitively. I'm not tracked. I'm not calculated. If I am craving a burger, I eat a burger and I don't feel bad about it. like actually truly, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart. I don't, I don't have guilt or shame about food anymore, which is like, Oh, such a crazy thing to say coming from, you know, the 10 year old that used to write down everything that she would eat and cry about it in her room. Like I've been there and I'm here now. And so I'm here to tell you, like, it gets better. If you're not here now, you can get here. Right. And you can do it in a healthy way. I don't know, like my journey has just been so crazy and so up and down, but I just want to say that it is worth it. And, you know, if you just continue to go down the path and continue to have, you know, good intentions of your health, you're going to get there and it's going to be worth it. And you're going to feel amazing. Right. But health, I just want to end with the fact that health and fitness and wellness and nutrition and all that sort of stuff, like it doesn't have to be restrictive and obsessive and, you know, the goal of having abs or not having it or having rock hard glutes and no cellulite. Like it doesn't have to be about those things. For me, the moment where I decided that I wanted to prioritize my internal health the external health came with it. So I prioritize my gut health, my digestion. I prioritize my micro intake, right? So my micronutrient intake. So, you know, like the vitamins, the minerals, the, the greens that I'm intaking, I prioritize those sort of things. And it actually helps with the external things, right? Like, do I have abs right now? No, fuck no, <laughs> I do not. Do I have body fat? Heck yes, I do. Do I know what I weigh? No, I uh, maybe I know about what I weigh, right? But the moment that I started to really prioritize those things, that's when I started to lose the obsession with the weight and the abs and the tracking and and the obsession with food, honestly. It's no longer the first thing on my mind when I wake up, right? There are days where I don't eat till 1 p.m. And, you know, again, I'm not like saying that's right or wrong. It's just that I'm not hungry till 1 p.m. And then I'm, and then I'm hungry at 1 p.m. And I eat food and I fuel my body and I nourish my body and I, I do it with the right things like wholesome foods, good products, right? Healthy staples. And I know how to fuel my body correctly now. And then I have days where first thing I'm getting up and my stomach's rumbling. And so, you know, I quit make myself a protein shake. I make myself some eggs. I make myself protein waffles, protein cookie dough. You guys see me doing all that sort of stuff on my Instagram. And that's okay too, right? You're never going to have, you know, a perfect day and 
you're definitely not going to have a perfect day a million days in a row, right? So give yourself that grace and that freedom and that flexibility to be a human. And I would encourage you guys, if you're on your own journey, you know, focus on the internal health, focus on the greens and the whole foods and the that sort of thing, because the rest will come. Give yourself grace. You know, if you're craving a burger, get a burger. Like, Probably not every day. I don't know how good that is for your heart health and your cholesterol. But when you start to allow yourself those moments, then you lose the shame and the guilt around them because they happen to be things that you're like, ah, it's okay. I know that tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to fuel my body correctly and I'm going to feel good. I'm going to get active. I'm going to do my 10,000 steps. I'm going to walk. I'm going to work out. I'm going to sweat, you know, and it's okay, you know, that I want this froyo with friends tonight. It's okay that I'm going to have this glass of wine. It's okay, you know, it's okay. Guys. Life is so much more than that number on the scale. Life is so much more than the the grams of carbs that you're consuming, okay? Life is so much more than the, the amount of body fat you have. Like, yes, I so believe that there is definitely like a... Mm, there's a balance, right? So no, it's not all about that. Yes, prioritize your body, be healthy, do the right thing to your body. You know, don't abuse your body with, you know, processed foods and artificial sugars and sweeteners and flavors and, you know, gross factory made crap. Don't do that just because it's like, oh, Annie said that life's more than, than abs. So I'm going to do this. No, you know, like treat your body like the temple that it is. Treat your body like, you know, the best Corvette in the freaking world. Like your body is a luxury. Your body is a, a temple, right? So treat it like that, you know? And I don't know, guys, we're all on our own journey. I don't know where you are on your journey, um, but I wanted to share a little bit about mine because I just wanted you to know that I've been there. I've been pretty much at every phase of the game, every stage of the game, and I've worked through it and I'm at such a good place now. Yes, I have moments where I'm like, yo, I want to get a little bit better on track. Yo, I want to clean it up a little bit. Yo, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, lose some body fat right now. Like I want to prep for summer. Like right now I'm in a place where I'm like, you know, I want to look good and feel confident in a bikini, right? Because we're kind of getting out of winter season. So I'm like, hey, I know how to do that because of the past experience that I have. I know, you know, what things to incorporate in my life. I know, you know, what not to. I know what, you know, to do in the gym. I know how to smartly add cardio into my my fitness. And that all comes with experience. So Guys, the last thing I'm just going to say is if you're on a journey of your own and you're confused, you're lost, you don't know what to do, definitely reach out to me. You guys know that I am in the health and fitness industry. And so whether it's with workouts, cardio, whether it's with nutrition and finding those healthy staples, like I want to help y'all because I know that I felt so lost for for so long and it's hard and it's scary and it's, it's lonely doing it all by yourself. So I just want you to know that you don't have to do it by yourself. Reach out to me. I would love to to chat with you guys, get you on a right track, help you kind of come up with that plan if you need it. So I just want to offer that. And again, I'm so bad at ending these episodes. I just never know when to stop talking. So I'm going to stop talking now. If this episode resonated with you, let me know. Um, Share it with a friend. Please, please, please send it to somebody. That's one of the best ways that we start increasing listenership is by you sending, like physically sending this episode to people. Like one-on-one conversation of like, hey, this episode was awesome. It made me think of XYZ. Take a listen, right? And so I hope you share this episode today with somebody. And if somebody shared this episode with you, pass it forward. Spread the 
the love, right? Take a listen to some of the other episodes we have on here. I'm so, so glad I get to connect with you guys on this platform, chat with you and have a little part of your day. I hope you have a great rest of your day and you know, you're going to hear from me on Thursday. (laughs) That's it guys. Have a good one. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.